Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shifts and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it It's Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. I'm Naomi. I'm Andy. And we are a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of questions from a couple of listeners. Ain't that the tooth? <laughs> what is tooth hurty? So, time to go to my dentist. Hello, Naomi. How you doing? Hey, so today's a bonus episode. Bonus! <laughs> I'm so weird today. You are. Well, you've been. <laughs> we just did an episode with uh, Kate Micucci earlier, and during the entire thing, Mabel was running around eating fuzz off the ground. Yeah. Do we talk about our dog too much, you guys? You can call in, but quite honestly, she's the center of our world. So deal with it. By the way, you should call in. We're running uh, low. Not out. Low. Low. On voicemails or writing, however you feel comfortable. Yes, but I will say I love the voicemails the best. As always, the voicemail allows me to hear your emotional state. It gives me insight into who you are. So you need to call us right now. The number is 323-524-7839. You got some drama with your mama? You got a problem with Patty? You got a coworker who cray? I was just trying to alliterate, and mm -hmm. then it all fell apart. The point I don't is, think it did fall apart. Thank you, babe. 
Uh, I will say now I've said this before, Naomi. I've opened it up to any kind of advice. You yes. seem you, you are not that into it, but I I like any kind of advice question. Well, what do you mean? I just like mean, outside of relationship questions. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> so you just want relationship. Stick to the theme of the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what to eat for dinner. I want to tell you what to shop for a sweater. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like mm-mm. Zara. Let's ask Ronis for that. You know? <laughs> for that kind of advice. But we were okay. So today's guest, Yamanika Saunders. Yamanika Saunders is one of my favorite comedians and a true light on my timeline. Would you say you're a <laughs> yam stan? I'm a yam stan, baby. That is accurate. If you don't know Yamanika, you better ask somebody. Yamanika has her own half hour on Netflix. She has her own YouTube channel and she goes live every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. And she has a comedy album called Damsel in Distress. She out here doing the work. Yeah. Yeah, so today's a bonus episode only because, like, the sound's a little funky. Yeah, the sound was a little funky town, but we got to use it because it's, yeah. Well, we, we got to u- put it out there into the world. I mean, we're not just saying this, but Yamanik is incredible, and this is so fun to do. It was also illuminating. I mean, like, you know, we don't, like, she's she's showing me a different perspective on some things. Yes. You know what I mean? In a way that it's like, oh, you know, I don't hear that in my regular conversations. Yeah. Before we get into the episode, though, Naomi, I want to play. This is not a follow-up. This is just a listener comment that they sent in that I thought was fun. All right. So I'm going to play this right now. Hi. Um, just in the middle of listening to your show, just thought I'd call in. Uh, did something crazy with my life. Quit my boring-ass computer programming job in St. Louis, Missouri to move to Philly to draw nude people and be an artist full-time in art school. Um, don't really have a question, just feeling kind of cray, and you guys are my favorite therapist, because we can't afford real therapy anymore. Um, uh, love you both, you, your show is keeping me sane during this crazy move. I'm 34, by the way, so, weird age to do this. Um, yeah, uh, I guess Andy used to live in Philly, so... Maybe just tell me your favorite places to eat or go to because I know no one and have no friends and only made friends with a cat on the street. So hope you have a good day and you can hear the tremble in my voice, Naomi. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, I I won't talk to you later. Don't know why I said that. Have a great day. Bye. I am obsessed with this person. Okay. (laughs) Truly an icon. And yes, this is what the voicemail gives me. She is on something right now. Uh She is like in it. She's like, okay, what have I done? This is crazy. My new best friend's a cat. Hey, guys. And it's like, I get it. Changes. Make it great. Hey, yeah. But I got to say, you know, making the decision to move to to, uh, leave grad school and go to New York to pursue comedy was like the greatest decision of my life. Yeah. I mean, look, it's just dystopia from here on out. So you got to do what you want to do. Yeah. You might as well find your bliss. Stop like paying attention to like what your parents want from you or Mm. what you think society wants from. I mean, look, if society wants you to be a decent person, do that. Well, you should. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, you should wear a mask. Do that thing. Get vaccinated. Right. (laughs) But if like society is saying like, uh, you know, take out a $300,000 mortgage and move to the suburbs because that's what you have to do. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do that. You can quit your computer programming job and move to Philly to pursue being an artist. I love and it for you. nude people. I will say this. Uh, none of the restaurants that I loved when I lived in Philly exist anymore. Govinda's, which was this great vegan place on like Broad and South. 
Is there a good restaurant neighborhood, though? Like a place where you're like, oh, go to this area. They got good spots in general. Chinatown. Okay, go hit yeah. up Chinatown. Used to, well, used to have Kingdom of Vegetarians, which no longer exists. Kingdom of Vegetarians? That's oh, such I a wonderful it. name. I loved it. I loved it. Um, you know, around Walnut, you know, it's like some fancy bougie stuff that I'm sure is good. Uh, uh, Italian market? There's an Italian market? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a... Oh, that's fun. I lived in South Florida when I lived there, so there's a whole Italian neighborhood with, like, some great Italian restaurants. I'm also sure that you're going to start to meet people when you take art classes. Look, you didn't ask for advice. I'm just telling you, I think you did the best thing you could have done, and I will talk to you later. Ooh, the diner, if it still is there, the Oregon diner uh, had great chocolate cream pie. <laughs> so... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, so welcome to Philly. Um, Andy, before we get into the episode. I was going to say, didn't you have some big news? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, today is the 500th episode of my other podcast, Beginnings. 500 and... episodes, honey. He was podcasting when nobody knew what was up. <laughs> uh, it's really exciting. I got to talk to someone uh, who, Naomi, I think you would also love Arthur Matthews, who is the co-creator of Toast of London. Oh, we love it. Love we Toast love it. And many other British comics. Yes, I hear you, Clem Fandango. I'm so sorry I did that into the microphone. Just watch Shows of London. It's on Netflix. It's very silly. Yeah, If you love Matt Berry from What We Do in the Shadows, you're going to love him on Toast of yes, London. Yes, you will definitely. So, uh, yeah, that was exciting. So check that out. Beginnings, wherever you get your podcast from. <laughs> but I think that's enough of this stuff. Why don't we get into the episode? Because we love Yam so much. Roll it! <laughs> Right before we started recording, <laughs> Yami, yeah. you said uh, you had to move to a doorman building because of uh -huh. prison letters. Yeah, tell me about these prison letters. Yeah, I was getting prison letters, at, and um, I never forget. Like, I would get letters, and the first one I got was super scary because I thought that the prison had wrote me to say that I had to go to prison. <laughs> what? Because it was it was from this correctional facility, and I was like, "Oh, did I commit a crime? Is this like, do I have to go to court now? Like, that's how naive I am about crime. They're like, I'm supposed to go. Oh no, I've got to go to prison. And then, um, like, this is before I open a letter, and then I open a letter, and this guy, you know, it's like I should even say this to act like I even got the letter. If the guy ever listens to anything, that he'll go, "Oh, she, I knew she got my letter," you know. But um, he he was. He was writing to me as if we had already had a s established relationship oh, and conversation. Wow. And um, I just remember him telling me about his mother and, you know, she can't wait to meet me and this and oh, that and all this other God. stuff. And then I was like, and at the time I was on the Meredith Vieira show every morning with her. And uh, so we were working, obviously, at NBC, under NBC Universal, working out of 30 Rock. And I had a panic attack the whole day and they were like, you know, you should go talk to the head of security for NBC so that they okay. can, you know, because people have to deal with this kind of stuff all the time when you're mm -hmm. on television, blah, blah, blah. And I go there and, or I call and then I set up a meeting with the head of uh, security and he, he tells me to bring the letter in. At the time, it was just the one letter. Since then, it's been more letters, which I was like, I got to move. Um, <clears throat> but it was the one letter and I go in and uh, or we're talking and, you know, he's like, listen, you know, not that and I'm not trying to say that this guy was a mean guy at all or not good at his job. I just he put it in such perspective because 
he was like, oh yeah, you got one letter? He's like, yeah, fine. You know, like, you know, we get like, he's like, there's people that get like, you know how many letters we get every day, but people don't understand. Like they think that certain celebrities live at NBC. They think they live at 30 Rock. They think that we send mail to their home. You know, like people are getting bags and bags of mail all the time. Um, And he's like, this one letter will be fine. But he took, he did the due diligence. So he was like, listen, we have to reach out to the prison. He was like, we get stuff like this all the time. So we reach out to them because for them to send out any mail in a corrections facility, they have to put their prison ID for it to go out. So they, um, connected with who he was and, you know, how long he's in and when he's getting out and, you know, I'll get a notification when he's about to be released and, you know, um, but he's in for a while. It wasn't anything crazy, but it was enough to give him prison time. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was my first, my first prison lover. (laughs) (laughs) That security guard is just like, uh, Call us when you get a foot in the mail. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, I handle Beyonce level catastrophes. You're barely hitting a Farah from the, you know, the new DC days. <laughs> but you know. you, did you get more letters from that guy that made you move, or were different people writing you, and that's why you were like, I have to move? Well, yeah, I started getting it was an upstick in. And stuff, and I don't know where they were finding me or whatever. Yeah. I just knew I lived in a very accessible apartment in Harlem at the time, and um, which I don't live at. So if anybody's, you know, because I will, for safety of the people that come after me, I don't want people to think I live at that address either. Um, it, you know, I live in a building where you know you got to talk to several cats before you get up here. Mm-hmm. You know, and they gonna also offer you weed and stuff along the way, but. <laughs> You know, you we do definitely have to have a conversation. But I was um, uh, when I was on Meredith, this was the reason why. Also, I said, let me go ahead and go somewhere where there's a doorman. Um, they were hide, not so much hiding, but there were letters that would come in for the panel every day, along with Meredith and stuff. And there were so many um, people writing crazy to me because I was, you know, I am a liberal for lack of better term, right? Because I'm really not a liberal. I don't fuck with liberals. I don't trust them. They don't fuck with them. But, you know, I'm more liberal than I'm, I am conservative. I can just align myself. Like, conservative is such nonsense sometimes. It's like, right. well, nigga, can't nobody align themselves with your shit because you're so exclusive and you're also undermining a whole large group of people, you know, so this whole niggas for Republicans I can't get on board with. <laughs> but um, the... I, I do, I'm, I'm, but I'm, that also puts me in the middle of the road. Like, I can understand this side, I can understand that side. So we had talked about some controversial things, uh, one of which was, like, gun control and things like that. And I said, listen, I understand people not wanting the government involved in their decisions to defend themselves, but I also understand that more people that should not have them, their hands on guns have their hands on guns. They're responsible citizens who keep saying they're trying to protect themselves from whatever they think is like, you know, the, the gold rush is coming back. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think it's dangerous with the amount of lives that are affected that you can't get your life back, right? Mm-hmm. You can never get your life back. And so um, I said there needs to be more responsibility. And also because there's also racism in gun control as well. Mm-hmm. So we're not all having equity in guns. 
and uh, you know, some people wrote in, and you'd be surprised. Like there was like a, a lot of old ass blue haired, you know, old biddies that watch Meredith, but she has an eclectic group of people as well. Mm. But the old biddies were the ones that would always give the jazz. And my lady wrote in, and she goes, "I don't like where you stand on gun control, and I hope you get raped one day and wish that you had a gun." What? And that's what prompted my joke, where it was like, "Oh." Oh, you think somebody can rape me? <laughs> who who's this man that's supposed to be raping me? Because if you just tell me who the hell he is, I probably just date him, girl. We ain't got to go through all this bullshit. <laughs> so you know, like, but it was like that's how crazy people get. Yeah, that you would wish something like that on me just so that you want me to wish I had a gun. Yeah, it's not that I don't want to have a gun. girl. Number one, I'm clumsy, so I don't need to have a gun. That's you know, if anything. <laughs> It'll be a damn calamity follies over here where I'll just be blowing my damn big toe off like a damn cigar in a damn Looney Tunes commercial. By the way, hold on. Can we... There's a lot here. I just want to like... Of course. I'm just one long sentence that never ends until I get tired. All right. All right. All right. Because look, I mean, I want to go back to something at the beginning, but first, can you imagine... The, uh, this person, this uh, this uh, you know, seventy year old grandma, just muttering, walking around the house, muttering until this wasn't like she didn't go on Twitter. She didn't right, go right, on right, Instagram right. and leave a comment. That is her she Twitter, was, the mail. Exactly. But mm-hmm. she she w- was walking around the house all day, muttering to herself about this <laughs> until she finally was like, had to take pen to paper, find your address. Right. It wasn't like, right. it's not easy to find people's addresses. You know, you still have to do some work to, <laughs> to do it. And then send you, get a, a stamp. Stamp. A stamp. She spent money. Yeah. She, she spent, spent money. Money. Because she had to, she had to send you that. That to me, that is so insane. In 2020. Yeah, well, it was 2019, I think, when it happened. Same damn difference. It's too late to be But I want to be so, because, you know, people go try to poke holes. She also sent it to 30 Rock. They were keeping hate mail from me. I had a good portion of hate mail because I also was on the show. I didn't take, I didn't take, like, there were things I took seriously, but people also saw me as comic relief. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to take everything that I was saying, like, oh, I'm just here to, like, lighten the mood. Right. But then I also have opinions. I'm not just, you know, comedians are not just idiots. We have opinions. And we probably have more opinions than anybody else because we have to take those opinions and then make you laugh with them. Um, so, uh, you know, and and she sent it on nice letterhead. You know, not letterhead, <laughs> but, like, uh, the the paper had, like, a little... Stationary. And I'm sure she... I'm sure she, in her own warp, warped mind thinks that she is showing me out of her own frustration that this is where I'm at if I don't jump on board. But, you know, I I understand my point. We talked about something else, not to get into the whole thing with this, but we talked about something else that was very controversial, and I seem to be pushing a lot of buttons <laughs> on that show. It was, it was constantly, I was stepping on somebody... They gave a white bitch the mic one time, and I was like, I'm giving her the mic. I had to go through, I had to go through like 17 chemistry tests to get up on this thing, and you just gave some raggedy bitch the mic because she didn't like what I said about police brutality. I was like, nah, bitch. And then, you know, it was, but it was constantly like stuff that they really wanted to make funny, and I understood it. 
But some of the shit is like, it can't be funny mm-hmm. until we address the elephant in the room. You know, we had a, 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 a issue where, you know, a young black kid had drawn this piece of the po- uh, police officer. Half of the police officer was in a police uniform. The other half was a KKK member. And they posted it and the controversy was like, do we show this in school? And it's like, yeah, I get it. Like white parents don't want their kids, white kids seeing the cops that way because white kids never have to see the cops that way. But also this black kid should have the freedom to express that he has to see the cops this way because that's how the cops present themselves to him. And that if his white friends are inconvenienced by his truth, that's the only inconvenience that they're going to have. This kid has to suffer inconvenience and emotional turmoil because the people that are also supposed to protect him are going to see him as a villain. So, yeah, some of this shit's funny, but if you don't want to look at the shit that's not funny, then I don't know how to help you. I look at all this shit. That's why I be laughing at shit. That's why the shit I laugh at is inappropriate. Because it's all clown work. At the end of the day, it's all clown work. (laughs) It's all clown work. Okay, and now I want to go back to the prison guy (laughs) who tried to trick you into a relationship as if you were, he started the letter as if you already were in one. As if it was the best it. relationship I ever had, Andy. I'm going to tell you something right now. <laughs> the things he wrote to me, I was like, God, I hope he has all his teeth when I meet him. I was going to be on Love After Love, but, <laughs> you know, the thing is, you got to go with women, with female comedians. Male comedians have it easy, right? Like, look, you got a beautiful wife sitting next to you. She's normal. The whole thing. When it comes to women, the you know, guys, you you get those girls that are like, oh, I want to be your wife and kids, and you know, we're gonna have a home, and you're gonna be the star. And then with women, it's the man that has enough balls to think that he can be in a relationship. I mean, this applies to you as well, Andy. That thinks he has enough balls to be with a female comedian. Like, either he really is a focused, headstrong alpha, or he's some crazy nutso guy that is not. The, it's not it's not cute on the female end when the men approach us because we're not getting groupies. We're getting niggas from who used to be in group homes. <laughs> we love it. Okay. Um, but like, okay, but Yamanika, like you've talked, part of why I really wanted you on the pod because I feel like you're very open mm-hmm. with your relationship experiences and you're always mm-hmm. like, you know, you you love to give us a motivational quote or you tell me about what being a Scorpio is since I don't ever know. Because you'll be like, it's Scorpio season. Don't yes. cross me. And I'm like, yes. is it Cross the Scorpio, honey, yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, you to me, you know, you're self-confident, you're self-possessed and you mm-hmm. don't suffer fools, I think. At all. You not even, think- <laughs> not even right. Right. It, I don't, but there is a part of, and what my journey is like, I have in relationships, I am somewhat uh, a contradiction to who I am in real life. You know, I grew up traditional values. You know, my grandparents were traditional, you know, they courted each other since the age of six. They never knew any other people. It wasn't, didn't start getting tawdry until my mother came around and my mother and father, they fell in love <clears throat> very fast. You know, they had a relationship that was very passionate. And then they broke up like two people that had passion and then can't fuck with each other because, the pa- you know, it's like, 
I either got to be with you or I got to hurt you. And so I saw two different sides of relationships. And I, I like the idea of a man being a husband, right? I like the idea of a man being a provider. I liked watching my grandfather provide for the family, give me an allowance, you know, be the person I go to for advice. I mean, I also was raised I'm more of a tomboy because my fa- my grandfather was my, you know, like role model mm-hmm. um, in ways, uh, how he did business, how he was as a man, how he didn't take shit, how he demanded respect, how he also was gracious in that, very helping in that, you know, how people revered him. And also my grandmother, you know, uh, very loving, also didn't take shit from my grandfather, understood how to be submissive and to submit to a man, but go, I'm not going to, like, God made you the head of the household, but anytime I think you're doing some shit that don't sound right, I'll pack all this shit up and leave. Like, you only get to remain head of the household as long as I uh, let the household stay here, right? (laughs) So you got to see it done really right. And then, you know, sort of along the way, people have bastardized that men in their masculine, uh, toxic masculinity don't understand what it means to be a man and not have to undercut and shortcut a woman. Uh, Women are lost in understanding what femininity is and what it means to also be a woman and not know and understand that you can have power in that, but you don't have to usurp authority um, or be challenging. And to also wait for a man that you can respect enough and know that he's done enough for you. Um as a man and showing you love and regard that you can put your family in his hands because it can't be two people trying to make decisions, right? Uh, It has to be a man making the decision in a way, but also him smart enough to know that he needs to counsel his wife and then do what makes the family happy. And it's not even his decision. Okay, but mm-hmm. you really think two people can't make the decisions? Because shouldn't it be I like think... we're on the same page? On well, hold on. Let me ask a question. The, mm-hmm. That might... Because uh, is this like a religious view? Like, did you grow up like Southern Baptist or something like that? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a very religious... Yeah. I subscribe to it all the time. <laughs> but I'm telling you, what I understand is um, like this. And this is where I always messed up because I... I always fall in love with the potential of a man and a vibe of a guy and not the reality of what he can and cannot execute. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I see guys that go, wow, you can do this. And I, I see so many great things. I see where you have the mind to do it, the charm, the charisma. They don't have it. They don't have it. Right. They just don't have it. And they don't have it outside of me. Or they resent that I'm the person that sees that they have it and they feel like they can't access it without me. So then they resent me for having the ability to see it. If I am going to be the best that I want to be a stand up and do all of those things and, and take those things in regard. I indeed, in fact, don't want to have to sit here and uh, worry about uh conflicting with my husband and decisions. Mm-hmm. So what I would what I would like is, you know, we need to live in either LA or New York or maybe Chicago, right? Those are the parameters to which for my career, I can extend myself. We need to, um, you know, invest in socks. We need to have this put away, that put away. 
Um, I never want to live in a home because I grew up in a home and I was always scared somebody was going to do something or break into our home. Mm. We got all this space, big home, a lot of, you know, land. was always terrified. I would live in a condo, you know, in either L.A. or, you know, New York. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want there to be respect if we have children. I want us to give them love before we attack them. I want us to understand them, but not also not let them get away with shit. All right, here's what I want. Here you go. And then he knows what I want. And then he makes decisions accordingly. But, you know, at some point, yeah, it all can be rosy. We can all agree on everything. But what happens when we don't agree on something and something has to be decided upon? Mm -hmm. Do we break up? (laughs) Right. right, Do we move? You know, then that's what happens. A lot of these divorces happen because a decision has to be made and I don't fuck with your decision, but I have to trust you as my husband that you know what I want and what's best for me. And then whatever's best for me and best for you should be best for us. And then go make the decision. nigga. Okay. So you want, you find a home in LA. That's one of the places I told you where I could be. Then I guess we have to go to LA. You understand? Like it's about people discussing what their non-negotiables are before they get into relationships that are make or break. Yes. I'm not submitting to my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm submitting to my husband. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. So hold on. Let's, because what uh, what religion did you grow up in? I grew up Christian, non-denominational, although we acted very Baptist because my grandmother refused to stop speaking in tongues. She became, <laughs> she was very Baptist, very Pentecostal-esque, you know, but we were non-denominational. Like we didn't, it, it, there was no restrictions to get to Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Same. Same for us. I yeah. like went to Catholic school, but then we went to Baptist mm-hmm. church. We went to Abyssinian on 116th. But yeah. then it was like the yeah. Catholic children, you know, the Catholics. And I was like, this church is boring. That's how I was about yeah. Catholic church. I was like, too much Latin. The songs have no rhythm. And no, I, was, I, I feel like I went to parochial school. Uh, we had chapel on Fridays. I love mm-hmm. me a good Catholic moment because the <laughs> Let's wrap Jesus up quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yes. And, you know, we be in church all day long, honey. You got to bring a lunchbox, Tupperware, you know, pajamas. I know. My grandma, it's funny, so in Detroit, she, because I was like, did y'all grow up Catholic? Because my grandma, we would always go to Catholic church. And I, when I was, you know, I was a kid, she was in her 80s, right? Like late 70s, 80s, and, you know, through. And apparently for her, she was like, I'm too old for all the other church. I do Catholic church because I'm in and out. Like once she hit yeah. like an old age, she was like, I'm going to sit in here because yeah. it will be an hour and 10 minutes. And then yeah. we can go about to our the, business. To the T, to the T. It's like, you better not go over because people walk in regardless. If you said this over at one thirty, at one twenty nine, people already at the back of the church going, let's get the last homily in here because I got to skip. I got to go. <laughs> I mean, but when you talk, it's, it, I mean, because as you said, you talk about being this contradiction and, you know, part of why we're both asking all these questions, of course, is because we're going to be answering people's like relationship questions, friendship questions. Uh-huh. So we, we got to know where you coming from. You know what I mean? Before we help these souls yeah. handle their scandal. But it's like, you know, you do talk about this contradiction of, you know, having these traditional values, but also uh-huh. pursuing, for lack of a better term, like a non-traditional path. Right. As uh-huh. a comedian, a comedian, actor, writer, a black woman daring to live. Right. Like yeah. we don't have too yeah. many. Um, we don't have a lot of people that have, sh- you know, have come before. We don't have as many as mm-hmm. we should. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. so in 
because I know I felt this way at some point too, which was sort of the person you see on stage is not the person you would know off stage. Like I don't, any guy who ever approached me after a show, I was like, absolutely not because you're not ready for me to cry. Does that make any right. sense? Yeah, like, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. It makes perfect sense. And so, yeah. it's so hard. To, but at the same time, it's like, it's not like I'm sitting here being like, fix me. But it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, I want both basically. Or like I'm both. And it's so hard to find someone who kind of can take the both. And I don't even know how you and I worked out. I just, maybe you, I met you in a mood where I was like not pretending anymore. Maybe. Yeah. I guess I was just like very direct and was like, this is where I'm at. I didn't fall in love with like your <laughs> stage persona. Your first of all, I mean, your stage persona is not like that drastically different from who you are as a person. Less crying, I suppose. But like, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> less crying, less naps in the middle of the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't do, yeah, yeah. Naps. <laughs> you don't do ten minutes on stage, take an hour nap, and then finish your set. Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't fall in love with. I I liked who you were on stage. Right. Well, that's how we met. Though we met at UCB, and like we were doing a show together, and I just happened to have Ooh. a good night that night. Do you know what I mean? Because it was improv, yeah. which isn't really my thing. So I just felt like I happened to have a good night. But I guess I, I, I guess the thing I'm curious about is, is more of this like kind of like, I don't know, Hollywood is or stand up or whatever. I mean, it's not traditional. Like this idea of, I mean, I don't know. There is, and and maybe the comics you hang out with are more of the like you submit to the man type kind of traditional. Oh, no, ideas. nobody believes in it. <laughs> I don't even believe in it anymore. You Because there's so many personality disorders that are running rampant, it, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's as close as to what I would like because I do like, oh, you want to walk on the outside curb? You want to, you know, I, I think women go, no, we don't need a man. We don't need a man to do that because women are trying to gain back power, but you don't have to like lose all the, <laughs> the perks oh, of being a woman, right? Just to gain equity in this gender thing. Sure. You want chivalry. Wait, chivalry and politeness should go away just because people want uh, an equitable uh, civilization. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but also it's more than like it's that the no, the guy knowing, right? Like the top, the amount of time it takes. Some some guys, I mean, chivalry or not, some guys just don't know. Mm -hmm. And then you go, okay, you haven't really, you haven't really been trained in it. But also, you didn't take the time to learn it, even though you didn't know it. So I gotta think like how how much are you really trying to, you know, court me in a way? Um, and then some guys, it's just not who they are. I don't say, I'm not saying drop a guy because he can't walk on the outside of the thing or whatever, but his, his mindset should always be to protect you as a woman. And that's why he gets the big piece of chicken, right? <laughs> you know, that's why he gets to be like, all right, you know, you can make this final decision, but I'm not telling women not to not have their name on the deed also right. to the home and to not go in when it's time to get the mortgage or a bank loan and not also be the person talking and asking questions and making decisions as well. You need to have your name on everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. But you know, but shouldn't yeah. the woman also <laughs> protect or like whatever someone's gender is, shouldn't everyone protect each other? 
or the way we may have to protect each other is different, right? Right. So I may need my I women not to generalize, but women like we like to feel secure. We want a man that can like can you protect me against the weather of the world, right? Because there's certain things that my girlfriends can protect me from, like girl. Somebody hurt my feelings. This girl, blah, 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 blah. You go, girl, but, you know, we already got our little cheerleading squad. But, like, when I go out and, and if a man steps to me crazy, do I feel protected? Do I feel like I can be secure and, not, and, and like, have my back to the window? Because mm. you're not going to have anything. Like, do I feel secure like that? And the ways in which women make men feel secure is, you know, a lot of times men don't have a lot of emotional intelligence or they don't get that connected with the guys they're guy friends so it is to be like hey, i am here to protect you to let you know that you are you know a, a great husband a provider you're a great man you're you're doing a great job you are you know if nobody else is in your corner i'm in your corner so that's the ways that we protect it's a little different mm-hmm. but I'm all, it's also the same yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. how is this how, i mean how has dating been working out for you you can't trust these hoes in new york <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, this is so crazy because I'm like, I'm in a, I'm like in a, uh, I'm in a cleanup phase because I dating, my dating has always been irresponsible because I don't want to grow up. Right? Mm-hmm. So I always date somebody that's like, don't make no sense other than obviously physically we have a connection doesn't make sense in any other regards. Um, I oftentimes also get like these over macho or want to be over macho dudes and then they see me and I'm like an alpha female and then it's like you know they're like this think they're an alpha male but they're not and they're not doing it right <laughs> and then I have to be bothered with that you understand like oh god I gotta deal with this his insecurities and this and that but um I just want somebody that's really chill so I also have gotten to a place where in my mind, like, if things are just different now, right? Like, the older I get, there's not, like, you know, I got a really bad, I had a really bad breakup, and I'm I'm just now clear from that, because there was a lot of other things going on behind the scenes with that, um, with that breakup. And, you know, when I was going was through it, it was, this is now probably a year and five months we've been broken up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, about a year and five months. But instantly they were saying, like, don't get into, don't rush into another relationship. That person rushed, got into another relationship right away. Mm-hmm. Although they think four months' time was enough, whatever, I guess. But I'm not here to talk about them. Um, it, I was like, no, I want to get into something. It's also the pandemic. I, you know, I, I don't want to be alone, blah, blah, blah. And it was something about that, like, they said, don't get into a relationship for the first 12 months. 12 to 24 months. You shouldn't date anybody. You shouldn't think about it. And so I, mean, I got to go After the breakup? Through, like 12 After the breakup. Okay. Well, after the breakup with the type of person I broke up with, not to share too much of the business, but there's a personality disorder that's run amok. Okay. And so with that, because it's so toxic, you can't... Um, because I was emotionally bonded to this person and such a, the relationship was so crazy. It, it was a, it, for me to get away from that person, it was like, I, 
it was like you were murdering me. It was like you were kill- killing me. Like the space, it was the worst thing I've ever experienced. Mm. Not to get too much into their thing or, or my thing. It could I, I'll say it like this so nobody knows. It could have been them or it could have been me that I'm talking about when it comes to the personality disorder, okay? Sounds but like I that. will Sounds say, like <laughs> <laughs> right, but just because I never want to do that to a yeah, partner, yeah, 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 yeah. no matter how much I'm in. So, um, but when I took that time, and I, mind you, I still took that time to cry and beg them and want and what, come on and, you know, the whole thing. I didn't waste that. I didn't take that time to put it on somebody else. And I'm glad I didn't because now I'm at a place where I'm emotionally dissolved to a certain extent. Like I'll always still have like love for this person. Like I love that a way I love this person was so very unique, but I realize that no, now it's like, it doesn't, this is not where God wants me to be. And this is not where I need to be. And that's why it crumbled. Mm-hmm. So when I took the 12 months, right. And now we're going beyond the 12 months now. And I go, I'm so glad that I didn't bring somebody else into this mess where I was. Because it's not that I couldn't. I could have easily had somebody and we could have been playing around, fooling around in this mess. But I also would have been doing a disservice to whatever could have been with that person. I'm glad I took the time to go, you know what, bitch, what do you want to do? I want to learn sign language again. I want to play the viola again. And I want to do things that make me happy because I sat, I sat in my house for six months straight. Every day I cried every day because this person was in a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. I cried every day from betrayal, from thinking like, how could you share your intimacy with somebody else? Every day for six months, nobody could talk me out of it. Mm-hmm. It was a point where I was at my wall, just staring at the wall, not blinking. The cat had to like... <laughs> You know, tap me like, you know, bitch, we still got to eat, too. So <laughs> I I said I never want to go back there. And if if that means dealing with this person ever again in life means I ever have to even consider going back there, I'll never deal with them again. Mm-hmm. And I only want to do things that make me happy. So guess what? Going outside made me happy. Going for walks made me happy. Getting a Fitbit made me happy. Buying spa stuff on Amazon made me happy. You know, like reconnecting with friends again made me happy. Playing Fortnite, getting into gaming. I know again. you were into. You've been into Fortnite, big time, big time. To the point where I'm definitely on like some type of child predator list. <laughs> my, whole, my whole friend thing is like, I was like, can anybody 35 and up hit me up on this game? Because I'm like, it's seven year olds that are like, you know, one girl was like, oh, can I call you mom? I'm like, do you have? come from a situation if you ever have a partner and this applies to any of my exes that have told me I wasn't worth it have told me I'm not as funny as I think I am I'm not as talented like all this stuff you're doing it means nothing because people really don't like you and you're worthless and you're disgusting and God thank God you'll never have children because you're not like the type of things that 
And this is, I'm talking about any of my, I've had, I've said any of my exes have have said that. And it's like, then you realize like the thing about me is God has blessed me with a gift. And I found out what my gift is. And some people don't like that because they don't know where their gift is. And I know what's special about me. And it's not, you know, parts of being a woman sometimes is like, yeah, you want the guy you're with to think you're the most beautiful woman in the world. You want to be desirable. You want to, but then I also have to go like the thing that's cool about me is like, yeah, when I put my head together, I can be fly and foxy. But that's not what's cool about me. What's cool about me is my mind and what I can do with it. Mm -hmm. And I want somebody that can, you know, like, (laughs) I'm not going to finish that because I don't want to tell, I don't want anybody to know what it takes to get with me. (laughs) But that's true. And I want people to stop telling people what it takes to get with them because one of my exes came in my apartment during the pandemic and I had all these affirmations to myself and what I want from a man what I want my guy to look like. And he read all those things. And I said, I can never get with him because he knows what it takes to unlock. And I don't want him doing it. I want him. I want the man for me. And I want, and this applies to men too. Men should want the woman that is doing all the things you need and want or getting close to it without you telling her, without you telling her and without you telling him. But how are they supposed to know then? No, but you are supposed. What you're saying is, you know, you want that person to be as close to getting you naturally, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got to start with a baseline of them. No, 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 I get getting that. it, and then the little details. You know, you tell them what. Sure, to sure, get sure. It no, no, yeah, I get the like, I get the the part where you don't want them to like put on some kind of facade in order to get you mm-hmm. right, because then yeah, the, at yeah. some point the facade like falls away. Crumbles, yeah. Just like some like weird creep right right i got that part yeah (laughs) shouldn't you be somewhat uh open about that kind of stuff in order to at least like narrow down the range of people no 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 uh, (laughs) but i will say i get what you're saying meaning like you know if from date one or the moment i meet you i gotta explain stuff that doesn't bode well. We got to ha- start with some type of ease and you sort of getting some basics. And then as you become part of my life, you get some more specific instructions. You get more specific. And I want to say this because what I said about myself being dynamic, I'm not saying that to brag on myself or think I'm the shit. I generally have all, I, I grew up, we were taught to be humble. Mm-hmm. We were taught that like I was always more the most dynamic in anything that I did. And I never got to take credit for that Mm -hmm. because I was always trying to uplift other people who knew they were not on the same level as me creatively to make them feel good about themselves. I should not have had to do that. Mm -hmm. As a Christian, a little bit of that, you want people to feel like God blessed them, but I don't have to like, I shouldn't have to coddle you because maybe your talent isn't my talent. You might be the most dynamic shit over here that I can't do. So when we waste time, be, with the, all this humility that's misplaced, we we often also throw people off their course because you should just be able to. And there's people that can come and hold their standing with me level to level, you know. And I'll say that about Naomi because, like, we've been on stuff, and I'm like, yeah, we can definitely level to level. There are shows I'm on where I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to be on a show like this where I, I'm the only person that's like. 
fucking hitting it. I want everybody to be crushing it because it <laughs> makes me look like I ain't doing my shit if I'm attached to this type of stuff. Right. So when when I when I brag on myself now, it's because I never did it before, and because I didn't have any boundaries, I would always get with guys that go, "Oh, well, you don't want to do this? Well, fuck you. I'm gonna get somebody." And I go, "No way. I I, I can do that." Right. Because you know, instead of constantly going. Oh no, that ain't gonna work for me. Next, and that's fine. It ain't you ain't gonna work for me. Bye. Because the quicker I get you away from me, and we talk about non-negotiables and things that are boundary hitters. If you hit my non-negotiables in a bad way and you out step outside my boundaries, bye. Because there's somebody that's not that's better fitted. I'm wasting time on you. And when people get into their 40s and realize they don't waste the time, you're going to go, I wish I had that time back. But also at this age, I also go, guess what? I have to be okay with being alone for the rest of my life because I'm not going to let somebody fuck around with my boundaries anymore. I'm never, if I can help it, never say never, right? But if I can help it, I'm never going to have a nigga make me cry for six months straight. Absolutely. Right. Because the guy that is in where I have set my goals to be, he wouldn't be the guy that does that. And if he if we did have to part, he wouldn't be a dick and he would still care about my feelings. He would still go, I don't want the you know, it's something that I said that I always liked about the the Jewish culture is when they break up and divorce, they still taking care of the late. Like there's a thing, a decree that's like we ain't gonna fucking throw her now. It, that don't mean there can't be no Jewish men as fuck boys. But at the end of the day, they you know the decree is we ain't just throwing bitches away. We go let's still make sure we we lock this up in an appropriate manner so that we can then go on in peace and harmony to someplace else because it just didn't work. And I'm here to make sure this transition happens versus all this toxicity that is happening between people breaking up, throwing. You know, it's a difference. Like my grandfather would never have abandoned my grandmother ever. I can't say that about my father's relationship with my mother, not because he didn't love her, but because the toxicity of how they loved mm -hmm. meant that if I can't have you, I can't love you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Difference. Oh, my God, Andy. Now we got to answer some people's questions because Yamanika is teaching me, okay? And I don't even have a question. I didn't even dial in, okay? All right. Why don't we take a break? We'll be right back to answer your advice questions. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. We're back, back, honey, with Yamanika Saunders here to handle your scandal. Yamanika, I got yes. one final question. How do you yes. navigate this kind of like both uh, religious and traditional kind of the beliefs in what I will call godless Hollywood? Or as culture changes and we like recognize that, you know, Gender's a spectrum, all these other kinds of things. Like, how do you uh, reconcile y- your beliefs with society or with Hollywood? Do you know the, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the business in particular being godless. The business, well, you know, I always, number one, I mind my business. <laughs> <laughs> I mind my business. I don't let people disrespect God around me, but I've also done things where I had to go back and go, God, you know what, I should that was too much. You know, like, forgive me. You know, I have to ask God for forgiveness as well a lot of times. We get into this space where we're moving quickly on a cylinder of our brain to just be creative. And then you go back, you look at it. But, you know, in terms of like, there's things that I would like to do to align myself with more. Like, there's just an air that my mother and my grandmother had and my aunt where you go, oh, they love God. They're God-fearing women. And you didn't have to ask a bunch of questions. And my goal is to get closer to that. Um, but... Everyone knows, even in meetings, I mean, I'm constantly talking about God and, you know, how good he is and, you know, like, we shouldn't do that because, you know, God is watching us and, you know, I think also, yeah, anything I quote, New Testament, Old Testament, (laughs) but also understand that 
everyone is entitled to believe what they believe. I can only tell you what I believe, share it with you. Obviously, I would like for you to believe what I believe because I believe it so much I put my life on the line for it, right? Because that's what we're, that's what's ultimately like, you're putting your life on the line that you believe that there's no God. So when we get to heaven, I hope you don't go, oops. <laughs> I'm putting my, right? I'm putting my life on the line that the only way through God is Jesus Christ. I hope we don't get up there and go, oops. Right? But I'm putting my afterlife on the line. And we all are doing that, whether we decide to say that there's a God or not. So whatever you believe, you can believe it. Don't let it impede on what I'm believing. You are just as in your right as I am to share what you believe. But if I told you, no, thank you, I don't want it, you're not going to shove it down my throat. And if you tell me, no, thank you, don't want mine, I'm not going to shove what I'm doing down your throat. But I will tell you so that when I get to heaven, and because I already got enough things that he's going to be asking me a lot of questions like, how come you were cursing so much? Right? <laughs> I want him to also go, how come you didn't share the message of me and, and, and my love for people? So I, I at least did my job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, I was imagining in my head Saint Peter with like a bunch of note cards and just like going <laughs> through like it, he's a talk show host. Yeah, uh, Nika, <laughs> June fifteenth, nineteen ninety four. Oh, I got a Rolodex, honey. Just, okay, I balance it out pretty good though. Every time I rescue a cat, I feel like I get a little bit back. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, we get advice questions from Twitter DMs, Instagram DMs, Gmail, voicemail, our favorite, 323-524-7839 is that number. Here's a voicemail. Hi, Naomi and Andy. Um, Please don't say my name just in case the person I'm going to talk about listens to this. I forget if you all answer friendship questions or if it's just relationship questions. Um, I do want to mention I'm a part of the couple therapy quarantine crew. I've been enjoying those twitches. I know they're coming to a close soon. Um, but anyway, I have this friend who I went to college with, um, just for clarity's sake, or the, the ease of speaking about this, we'll call her Sarah. So we've known each other for 10 plus years. And then she also has this cousin who I see at big events like my friend's birthdays, graduations. Um, but this cousin became friends with me. She just reaches out to me. She'll send me Instagram reels and things like that um, over maybe the last three years. And then so uh, during the pandemic, I went like roller skating with this person because the cousin actually lives in the city closer to me and my friend lives in the suburbs. Sarah lives in the suburbs. Sorry if this is getting too confusing. (laughs) Um, But recently my friend Sarah mentioned, you know, I don't know how I feel about you hanging out with my cousin without me. Um, I think she's worried about uh, me potentially inviting her, her cousin to like my birthdays and things in the future and her wanting to keep like family and friends separate. Um, but I actually think her cousin's pretty cool. We have a lot in common. Uh, but I have loyalty to my original friend, Sarah, of course. Um, so I recently spoke to my friend, Sarah, and I, because her cousin continues to reach out to me, asking to hang out, um, things like that. We're both vaxxed, by the way, fully vaxxed. Um, and so I recently asked my friend, Sarah, hey, like, I don't really know how to tell your cousin that I can't really hang out with her anymore at your request, like, are you comfortable with me telling her it's because of you or how should I approach this? And basically Sarah said, 
Yeah, don't tell her it's because I don't want you to because I don't want it to be weird between me and my cousin. Um, but just start blowing her off and she'll eventually get the message. What? And that just isn't in my character. Um, this is really stressing me out because I don't want to hurt the cousin's feelings. I don't want to hurt my friend's feelings. I don't want there to be any beef be- amongst the cousins because of something I said. Um, but if if you could give me any tips on this, it would be greatly appreciated. Love the podcast. Love the Twitch. Love your stand-up, Naomi. I think you're a great comedy writer as well, Andy. Um, <laughs> love, love Very the nice. Thanks there so much she- in advance. Uh, She's coming through with these compliments. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, Yamanika, do you have any thoughts? What do you think it is? Well, most- I do. <laughs> I know you do. Okay, because I was going to ask a question to start it, but you go. Uh, you go. Well, here's what I'll say. I cut it to the chase. She has to find out exactly from Sarah, the friend, why she does it, and she has to tell her you have to be honest about it. Because if the reason doesn't make any sense, then she continues to be friends with the cousin. Now, I've been in situations where I've become friends with somebody who has elicited my friendship because they have they know somebody that I know. And then I go, oh, this person. But behind the scenes, the person didn't tell me that this new person that's eliciting the friendship is just doing that to either undermine the other person mm-hmm. or also say that they know this person yeah, too yeah. or doing some shady shit or being a user or a loser or a louse. And it becomes a competitive thing. So if this is why she does, if the Sarah doesn't want her messing with her cousin, because her cousin's like, she's like, no, my cousin is trying to use you. My cousin is trying to act like she also has a friend in you. That she does this all the time. If those are the reasons, then drop the cousin. Ah, yeah, yeah. See, this yeah. is why I like having guests on the show to answer these <laughs> questions. Because my natural inclination was like, what's the fucking problem? Tell your, tell Sarah that you're going to hang out with the cousin. I just assume that they're all friends and the cousin is doing it out of friendship and no other reason <laughs> than just like, oh, we're good. I, I like this person. We uh, we have fun skating or whatever it is. Right. I didn't think that there's like some uh, illicit dastardly kind of uh, thing that could be going on. Well, people can be weird. You know how sometimes also people will sometimes befriend somebody in an effort to get close to the third person. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like where they're like yeah. sometimes that will happen a lot. No, I don't know this. Well, well welcome we to our that world. A lot. That that happens a lot with with uh, I guess comedians in general, but like I would like to know what this young lady does because there's something about her that must be dynamic. And not that she's not a dynamic person without there being some type of whip whack with her. But like she might either be like a hot chick, she might be like in the know with the mix and all this other stuff. Yeah, and there might be right, and the and the woman is now trying to because I had a I had a comic that, you know, every now and then there'll be a comic that wants to be friends with me. And I'm like, oh, I'm friends with so and so because I'm I'm like, all right, that doesn't make that's fine. And I'm this time uh oh lose the time uh oh can't get rid of them time and so you know it's there's a triad of things that could be going on it's either the cousin is the problem or sarah is the problem because sarah could just be jealous and not want you know to keep her friend all to herself but also you have to talk about loyalty so like at the end of the day who you know if you were friends with sarah you just stop being friends with others whatever but you also go girl you can't ask me to do two things you can't ask me to stop being friends with your cousin and then also tell her that it's not coming from you. <laughs> yeah, oh. I see what you're saying. Well, see, my advice is also like, you need to tell Sarah to talk to her cousin. Because it's like, whatever they got going on, don't put your friend, don't put the caller in the middle of it. If you don't yeah. want, you know, because again, 
it could also be something with Sarah, right? Where, again, some people do feel like, you know, you're taking my friend. I don't want you in the mix. These are my people. But you mm-hmm. need to have that conversation because basically it also sounds like the way the person is describing it, the cousin reaches out to them. And for the most, like, that's kind of how it started and that's kind of <laughs> right. how it's going. So if the cousin is the one doing the reaching out, what you're doing talking to Sarah about it? Go talk to the person who's doing the reaching out, who you yeah. are related to by blood, I would assume. Say something. See, that's, I thought. And, was, wh- and why are you letting her reach out? Let me say something that's close to this. It's in the same neighborhood, but it's not in the same apartment building. <laughs> so I had a, a comedian that I, I like very much. I have respect for this comedian. I ran, they were at a show. We were performing the same spot. Their significant other was there. Okay. Never met their significant other. The, they know that they, next day I get a text message. Just said so and so and so and so from the significant other, and could you do my show so and so and so? And I was like, oh no 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 no. Number one, I don't like my number out. Anybody yeah. knows yeah. if anybody asks me for somebody's phone number, I instantly I say I have to ask that person because mm-hmm. I don't just give people's numbers out. And sure. if they get back to me and say yes, I will give it to you. But don't come asking me. I don't care if you ask me for your own mother's number because you lost it in your phone. I'm going to call your mother and ask your mother, you want your son or daughter to have they nu- the number because they lost it. <laughs> you know, you got it. But so once you entertain and you start, you have to let people know from giddy up, go. I never responded to that text message. P.S. because I forgot. But I was like, I'm not responding to this right away. How dare you? And no, if I see this significant, you asked me, can I reach out to you about something? I was in your face. face. Right, right, face. right. Or you ask your significant other, hey, the next time you're at so-and-so where Yom is, let me know because I want to ask them something. Then you find, because people overstep bounds and etiquette and respect all the time. And I always tell people, the way somebody approaches you is who they are. Really think about Sarah's cousin for a second and think, where did they get your number from? Did they ask you for the number? Did they get it from Sarah? Did they get it from you? Why would they call you? What were you guys doing so much that they thought they could forge a relationship? What benefits them from this relationship? It's a lot of stuff you got to think about. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if I was you, because I'm a Scorpio and we don't do this, Buy Sarah and buy your cousin. Get new friends. <laughs> so you say you're done with both of them. Don't think about it too much, too much, too much, too much. <laughs> I realize just how naive I am sometimes <laughs> on this show because I'm just like, oh, well, Sarah just is probably jealous that there this friendship is. I didn't even think there could be other things going and on. Andy, you're a white guy, right? So here's what you got to worry about. Okay. Niggas trying to take over America again uh, for the first time, and that's it. <laughs> what we got to worry about, what we got to worry about is, especially as black women, who coming for the crime? You know what I'm saying? Who's approaching us because of what? Who's uh, who's gonna attack us? Who we got to worry about all these? And as and as women, we got to worry about: Is this girl a snake? Is she really my friend? Is she trying to get with my man? Do do I want to get with her man? You know what I'm saying? Like we like we got who do, is Avon still in business? Can I get the the red jubilee lipstick? That's, you know, we gotta worry about when we wake up. It's a checklist. We gotta call Rabbit just to get somebody to think about our kid half the time. <laughs> 
See, <laughs> I think this is accurate. Uh, uh, no, 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 this is all right. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I have had people who like befriended me. And then later I find out it's because they wanted me to like hand a packet in for them or like they really yeah, wanted yeah. like they really wanted to be closer to Naomi. Oh, like yeah. that's mm-hmm. happened a yeah. couple times. And I've just been like, yeah. oh, OK. Like, I mean, it yeah. bums me out. Um, but, like, you out. I've had people do that to me, too. Don't but because it could because that could be happening to Naomi to get to you. It, 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 it happens to, at all cylinders on this thing. I've had it happen for people to get to me. And to use me to get to people as well. So don't get bummed out on that shit. They're the ones that need to be bummed out that they got to go through them type of channels to get anything done. That's true. That's true. <sighs> Let's do one more before Yam got to go. Okay. You know she got 14 things to do today. This comes to us, uh, Twitter DM from CC. Hi, Naomi and Andy. Wait, before you get it, wait, before you get it, can I just say I love watching y'all together. I be like, I be on y'all shit looking at y'all shit. I think... Man, y'all are such a great couple. I, I don't even know if the world understands how like how much fun y'all be having. I mean, the dogs are constantly having some <laughs> shit going on with their neck and stuff. Then y'all got to go to Trader Joe's and then y'all sit on the couch talking about some shit. Really, I just want to say that before, in, in case we run out of time. I'm so glad to be here and be a part of this because I really like, I, I'm always very thoroughly entertained by you guys' relationship. Oh, thank you, Yam. Thank you. Yeah, I love Try. it. But I'll tell you, you know, I always say too, you would you could have never told me this was gonna be the one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like when I was like planning for what the things were, and I yeah. think it's like we met at a time when I was like, you know what, my way ain't working. So let's get it something new a try. Cut yeah, to eleven years later. Yeah, honey, y'all listen, y'all. This thing is a rock. <laughs> We doing it. No Jewish fuck boys in my house. <laughs> All right, what's this last one? Uh, I have a question for the pod. I have a middle-aged white lady. Duh, you can see my photo. And my very good friend is a middle-aged black lady. We share a lot of the common interests and values, both personally and politically. I mention politically in quotes because she's very, very hesitant about uh, getting vaxxed, but obviously not of the MAGA ilk. She seems to be hyper focused on and skeptical about the vaccine being, quote, so new, and she doesn't trust any of them. She even admits that the research for it has been in the works, but is hung up on the newness of the vaccine. Meanwhile, me and 99.9% of my family and friends jumped at the chance to get vaxxed. Do you have any advice as how to possibly convince her? Uh, and FYI, thankfully, she is good about mask wearing, but at the same time is taking advantage of all the openings and admits she feels safer because so many people around her have gone vaxxed. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's <laughs> taking offense to the growing, quote, rude attitude of <laughs> people like the governor saying it's time to stop being a baby. This is obviously before Cuomo stepped down, uh, mm. saying it's time to stop being a baby and step up and get vaxxed. Um Okay, that's it. I could probably say more, but I won't. And if you have no advice, I totally understand that too. This is also precarious and important. Okay, one more thing. I've only come at her with love and concern. A few facts here, there, and even my own personal experiences with COVID explaining why I chose to get vaxxed. (laughs) But that's it. I haven't tried the tough love route because I feel strongly that this approach won't work with her. Thank you and love you guys so much. You are a constant source of joy. By the way, there's a PS update. Just forget my case. It is a lost cause. <laughs> what? 
Because I mean, <laughs> with this days of our lives, I feel like Victor Kiriakis came back from the grave for this letter. It is insanity. And girl, she not listen to you about the back because you wrote a letter that way. Now, let me tell you something. I love that this woman has a lot of energy. She reminds me of me and my, uh, I, I would like to say only white bestie, but <laughs> you know, I can't shake, as much as I say white bitch, I can't shake white women from trying to be my friend. It's like, <laughs> they swear I'm Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I will say is this, you know, there's a little bit of a naivety on the white woman's part because what her what it's easy for her to say she gladly got it and ninety nine percent of our family got it. You're also white and you also don't have distrust for the government. You don't have trust, experience medical racism, all these things that this woman is probably dealing with and that has been illuminated even more now with social media because we are watching so many, especially black women, receive treatments and lack of care and stuff that is uh where the mortality rate for us is very, very high. I wrote about this yesterday when it came to all this talk about, you know, the ban on abortion in Texas. And I'm like, yeah, but let's also talk about the medical racism that not only experiences a, a woman of color, but why is the mortality rate for black women so high? Why are we not getting the proper care that we need? And let's illuminate that. But at the same time, when, when you have to give this your friend information and say, listen, I understand you're a black woman who probably is fearful of the guy, and I get all those things, but you understand that people being vaccinated doesn't mean that they can't get COVID. It just means that they're less likely to die from it because they have the protection. And if you run into a person that's vaccinated that has COVID and you don't have a vaccination and you receive COVID, because COVID is disproportionately affecting the black community, exactly. you are high, more at risk of dying because of that and as your friend you know i trust something enough to have it in my veins i would only trust it enough to have it in yours as well so if you would like i will go with you to get your vaccine and let's make sure you get the same thing that i got and then we'll do it together because i'm your sister and i want to see you live yeah i like that i like i mean because i've also thought too i was like you know what trusting the government is like you know again Perfectly mm -hmm. understandable, especially uh, the previous administration. Wait, why don't you guys trust a bunch <laughs> of wealthy white supremacists? Hold on. <laughs> but I think my, my thing is always, too, it's like, you know what? I would rather, like, or rather, it's like, COVID is more likely to kill me as a black person than the vaccine is as a black person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where it's like, honey, if you get the cocoa, you're going to be the first one they don't put it in bed. <laughs> Annie, you had me saying, what else did you have me saying? Um, oh my God, there's so many like little shorthands I pick up and I really, oh, I gotta stop watching Naomi shit because I'm saying this shit because I don't want to say this shit because I definitely don't have the charm to pull it off like you. You're so cute when you say this shit. I just look like somebody mama trying to be hip. <laughs> the panty we kept saying the panty and I was like oh my god I, I, I referenced you on stage and I said oh my god I can't even believe I said that I said one of my friends said that and I'm like and I and I, I referenced you on, on stage and I was like please go look I promise that's I would never in a million years say that on my own <laughs> oh my god that's like, so some cute baby doll that can get away with saying shit like that I'm a, I'm a I'm 
<laughs> I'll cuss you out, then I tell you about the word of the Lord. Okay? <laughs> then I tell you about the word of the Lord. I got both. Beat you with the Bible, bitch. <laughs> God, I think that's how you end it. Andy, I think that's how you end the episode. That was great. I, honestly, it was great advice. I don't have anything to add to it. So I'm like, yeah, I love that idea of like going with her. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and making sure she's like, I'll get you what I got. We can even do it at my doctor's office. Because, you know, mm-hmm. they've been giving vaccines any old place that always seems sketchy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It'll, know. Be like, yeah. it'll be like yeah. oh, a folding table. Come get a vaccine. I'm like, <laughs> right. The changing station at Burger King. Exactly. In the restaurant. <laughs> I can't. I can't. You just can't. I get it. I get it. I'm like, we'll go right to a hospital, go to an office of a medical professional and get that. Yeah. I went to the Bronx and one of my white girlfriends went with me. And she, let me tell you something. I told her, I said, go up there and be a Jewish mother because they not taking black women right now. Because there was so many black women in line with walkers and shit. I said, oh, you got to go up there and be a Jewish mother. This bitch came back with two ice cream cones. <laughs> I said, <laughs> and it was right in a poncho. I'm going to forward the thing so you can you guys can see it because I say that as a lie. You watch the experience. She took care of everything. She got the line moving. I was like, bitch. I'll never go nowhere without you, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh my God. Honey, oh, this was good for my soul. Absolute delight. Yamanika, thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Yam. Thank y'all. Right, thank you, guys. And we'll All see right. you next week. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.